Welcome to the Readerly Report, a podcast of Readerly Magazine. Your hosts are Gail Weiswasser and Nicole Bonilla. We hope you will enjoy our candid book conversations, recommendations, and observations on the reading life. Thanks so much for joining us. Gail and I are here to talk about some of the books that we love that are hitting paperback and will be perfect to stick into your beach bag and read away those summer days and nights. Yep. Much easier to travel with, as we call them in our house, a floppy book instead of a hard book. I have to admit that I love paperbacks. I like the feel of a paperback when you can sort of bend it in your hand. But there's something beautiful about a hardcover book. Let's go through some of the books that are now out in paperback. And a lot of them are ones you and I have talked about on the show and have read in the last year. So the first one I'll do is a book that I loved that I know I've talked about on the show called The Heart by Maylis de Carangal. Um, I'm glad this is coming out in paperback because hopefully it will find a bigger audience. And um, this is a book, again, I know I've talked about this before, about um, the chronology of a heart transplant. And it starts with the accident that kills a teenage boy and goes all the way through to the time that his heart is removed from his body and transplanted into someone who needs it. This is translated from French and it's a beautiful book. It's very detailed. It's very moving. Not as depressing maybe as it sounds. I just, I don't know. I loved it. Uh, I read it maybe last year and it actually, I think it's been out in paperback now for couple months. Ironically, February the 14th, which I think is interesting for a book called The Heart. (laughs) But it's really good, and I'm glad to see it's in paperback, and I hope this finds a big audience. So this is one of the ones that I took off this list. How about you? Why did you you think that it didn't have a big audience? I don't know. Never hear anyone talk about it, except for me. (laughs) Right. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good that it has a champion. Yeah. And you know where I found out about it? It wasn't even in like the traditional ways I find out about books. It was reviewed in the health section of the Washington Post. It wasn't even a traditional book review. We could have a whole show about where I find book recommendations. I feel like I subscribe to magazines just to read their book sections. Oh my God. You know what? That's a great episode. We'd actually have to do that. Save that thought. Yeah. Okay. All right, so, well, mine is, okay, I think I'll do two things. The things that I've talked about a lot on the show, I'm just going to mention, you know, kind of briefly and just alert you to the fact that they are available for the first time because some of these, like, okay, so Wendy Walker's book is going to be out in paperback, All Is Not Forgotten, and I like the paperback cover, but I've talked about that so much. (laughs) Yes, you have. I've talked about it so much. So it's going to be out in paperback, and if you gave it a pass in hardcover and you want to pick that up, then go for it. Uh, Also coming out, or out in paperback, it came out in April, All the Light We Cannot See. Gil, why don't you tell us a little bit about, just give us a brief summary of that, because we talked about that. Yes, I mean, I think everyone in, in the world has read this. This is a book that takes place in World War II, and it's about a blind girl who grows up in France and what happens to her when the Germans occupy her town and how her 
path her path crosses with a young Nazi soldier who is a radio expert, expert in fixing radios, detecting radio signals. I I thought this book came out like three years ago. So the fact that it has taken so long to come out in paperback, I think is a testament to the success of the hardcover. Yeah, I it's kind of like Girl on the Train in that way. Right. So publishers obviously hold off on the paperback as long as possible because they want to make more money. Sales. Right. They want to make more money off the hardcover. I'm, you know, I can't believe it's taken this long for this book to come out. My guess is now that it's out in paperback, all these pent up book clubs who've been waiting for it to come out in paperback so they can read it for book club because they don't, no one wants to buy this. It's a bit, it's a long book. It's 550 pages. So I'm guessing that the uh, paper, that the, the hardcover is pretty expensive. So there'll probably be a, a resurgence of interest in this book. But I mean, this was like the it book of, I don't know. I guess it won the Pulitzer. Maybe that was 2015. I guess it was 2015. That sounds right. Yeah. This was like such a popular book and it was good. I I, I delayed it for a really long time because I got wary of all the hype, but it was, it was good. I really enjoyed it. I did it on audio. Actually, I thought it was good. I forgot. You did read this, right? I did. My book club made me read it. Okay. Yeah. We talked about it. We didn't love it as much as everyone else did, but, you know, you should definitely pick it up and form your own opinion. Yeah, I think that's right. Another book on the list that we might have mentioned, Anton Disclafani came up because she's one of the authors who's, who's who <laughs> I've read all of her books. Well, because she has two books. <laughs> the After Party was her second book. Um, it just came out in paperback in May. And... We both read it. I found it really claustrophobic. I think she's a good writer. And I enjoyed aspect of the book, but the way she described this female relationship, it was so detailed and so close and I guess just sort of mad, maddeningly codependent. <laughs> yes. And kind of icky that it's just one of those books that while the author is doing a very good job with the book, it's also very difficult to read. Yeah. I didn't like this book very much. You and I talked about this while we, while I was reading it. Um, it was, it was, it was so much, right? It was so much. And in the end I was like, it was so small. Like it was just these two people and neither one of them like was particularly likable. And I just found like, why do I care about this friendship? And I love friendship books, but ugh, I would give that one it a pass. A, it was a toxic friendship. Yeah, it was definitely a toxic friendship. But like both parties were in the wrong. I, I don't know. I didn't like it. <laughs> okay. All right. So if you're intrigued at all by that. <laughs> right. Right. I have so, two on here that I've talked a ton about too. And they're right back okay. to back because they're both start with H-O. Um, one is Homegoing, which I think you still haven't read. Um, I, I think Homegoing is another book that's going to enjoy a book club resurgence with coming out in paperback. It is the telling of two half-sisters from Ghana, one of whom stays in Ghana and one of whom ends up in the U.S. Um, through the slave trade. And it traces each gener each subsequent generation from these two girls uh, in lockstep. So it goes back and forth between the U.S. and back to Africa. It's a, it's a really beautiful book. It's not the easiest book to read. Um, a little slow at times and a little confusing sometimes because you forget, like, 
which part of the narrative you're in. But um, I liked it a lot, and I know it has gotten a lot of acclaim. A lot of people really like this book. So I point it out as a book to take a look at in paperback. Okay, so what was your other Oh, and the second one is The Hopefuls, which I know you did read. Mm -hmm. Um, Hopefuls is uh, by Jennifer Close. I've read all of her books. I like her a lot. This one takes place in D.C., and it's about a woman whose husband, her new husband, gets involved with working at the White House and then working on his friend's political campaign. And it's all about living in D.C. and being young and political ambition and what 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 life is like when you're not part of that political world. Pretty tough. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just, I love her writing. Um, this is maybe not my favorite Jennifer Close, but it's, I think, definitely worth reading. And um, What's your favorite one? Probably Girls in White Dresses, which is... Is that her first? Stories. Yes. I think that is her... Yes, it is her first. Um, that was short stories? They are short stories, I think. I that was think like... I realized that. That was like post-college life. I loved that book. I remember where I was when I read it. I was on a ferry. And like, I just... I don't know. I remember being so excited to read it, and I loved that book. Um, Gosh, if you haven't caught on by a half a dozen shows by now, we love college. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, her second one was called The Smart One, and it was okay. Right. I would say this Hopefuls is maybe my second favorite, Jennifer Close. But, um, yeah, so that is now in paperback. So go get it. So a couple of shows ago, I brought up Elizabeth Brundage and All Things Cease to Appear. And I guess I didn't know this at the time, but it's it's been out in paperback since February, if you want to check it out. And that is one that is about a professor who comes home to find that his wife has been murdered while their three-year-old is in their home. And it this novel is just kind of all about the exploration of what their marriage has been like, then moving to a small town, and all the events that have led up to the wife's murder. I really enjoyed her writing. I really enjoyed her exploration of the time. I believe it's set in the 70s, 70s, early 80s. Um, I don't know. The ending got a little bit out there for me, but it's definitely, you know, I think an engrossing beach read, especially if you love portraits of marriages and small towns and you know he's a he's a professor so we've got the college aspect going on a little bit there so Mm -hmm. (laughs) um okay um so I know that we had talked about this book behind closed doors is going to be out July 3rd we've talked about it a bunch yes I feel like everyone's probably heard about VA Paris and behind closed doors it was like the huge psychological thriller um of um i don't know of 2016 i guess it came out last year right yeah that was one of the more uncomfortable books i've ever read as i mentioned on an earlier episode it made our most disturbing reads so if you want to check out what our most disturbing reads were um, you can find out what gail had to say about (laughs) behind behind closed doors Oh, and here's another favorite of yours that's going to be coming out uh, July 18th, Carousel Court. Carousel Court. (laughs) 
Yeah, Carousel Court. That's a that is about the darkest book I've read in a long time. Um, that's about a young a, a couple with a young son who moved to Southern California in pursuit of the American real estate dream. They want to buy a house and flip it. And then, of course, 2008 happens and the market completely tanks and they're stuck with this money pit house that they can't afford and they don't have jobs and things just go from bad to worse. And it gets violent and there's drug dependency. It just, oh my God, that is a very dark book. Um, So if we ever record or if we ever release any of our bloopers from this podcast, we recorded probably the funniest podcast that we won't ever let you hear about all the the darkness of some of the books. And I think we had a discussion about Carousel Court. I would not be surprised. Yeah, it was, it was very dark. <laughs> Relentlessly, uh, just over and over and over again, dark. Yeah, it was, yeah. I don't know dark. if that sounds appealing, then go pick <laughs> up Carousel Court. If you uh, like dark. If you like really dark. You've got till July 18th and then the lights will go out. (laughs) (laughs) Another book that was super dark that I think was also talked about in this missing podcast was Leanne Moriarty's Truly Madly Guilty. I mean, I know that she is, she's kind of like a darling with Big Little Lies and I loved Big Little Lies. I mean, I just felt it was, it was such a good mix of sort of, realistic take on some situations like there there's domestic violence and relationships and sort of sort of you know examining the mommy culture you know school pickups and drop-offs and the animosity between the stay-at-home moms and the working moms so it covers a lot of ground but it does it mixes it's just such a good balance of um, something that keeps it light but having some depth at the same time, truly madly guilty, I felt like it suffered from not having enough of a light touch. I just found this book to be relentlessly depressing. It's the story of, it's like they have a garden party or there's like some kind of afternoon picnic that these friends go through, um, go to. And the two friends involved have just this toxic relationship. So you just hear about this toxic relationship. Something terrible happens at the the garden party that has an effect on them. And I just felt like there were just no moments of levity to reach out. I think I remember saying to Gail, to you at the time, Matt, um, you know, you work so hard to get rid of your toxic friendships and relationships that to just live one in a book that was as realistic as this without any kind of humor was pretty rough. Right. It I, definitely has the Anton Disclafani novel. I have not read this, and I have also not read Big Little Lies, nor have I watched it, and I want to do both. I love Big Little Lies. I read some of her earlier stuff, like The Husband's Secret and... And What Alice Forgot. What Alice Did you Forgot. Read yep, those are the two I've read, so I need to... um to catch up on her stuff else okay oh harmony harmony talk about that yes so harmony is by caroline pa- caroline parkhurst um it is about a family with uh an autistic daughter i think it was daughter who um 
gets so desperate to find a way to parent her that they go to this remote sort of, not a commune, but almost like a commune with a guy who claims that he can work with families with special needs kids. And it's about why they, you know, what pushed them to, to get to this point where they did that and what, you know, that experience was like. And of course, you know, inevitably bad things happen and how things fall apart. It's a good, good book. I like that a lot. That's probably one of my favorites on this list. Yeah, I really enjoyed that as well. Yeah, it was a little different and definitely worth it. The uh, One other book that I want to mention that's coming out is Deborah Levy's Hot Milk, which I read. It was a Man Booker Prize finalist. So it's out in paperback now. And it, it, it was a really interesting novel about a, a young woman and her mother who's kind of a hypochondriac, and they go to a clinic in Greece to see if they can get treatment for her mother. And it's all about whether this illness is in her mother's head and how it affects her daughter. It was the most dog-eared book that I have ever read. I mean, there were just like these pithy little moments or these quotes and these insights that I wanted to just highlight and underline and, like I said, dog-ear the page and think about. But at the same time, it was super strange. <laughs> so it was one of those books that was kind of weird. You know, it was, it was like, I can't say, it's not like one of those books that you said would say that you loved, but it's just so interesting and fascinating and it has so much, so many good points. So if you, if you like your books kind of weird and quirky and mother-daughter relationships, then you should definitely pick that one up. Huh. Okay. I saw that on the list. I didn't know anything about it. All right. Well, hopefully this gives people some ideas for summer reads, uh, cheaper reads, lighter reads, slightly smaller reads. Um, although if you're a digital person, then it's irrelevant whether it's in paperback or not. Um, happy reading. Happy reading, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Readerly Podcast. You can find issues of Readerly at readerlymag.com, and you can find me, Gail, blogging at Every Day I Write the Book, which is at everydayiwritethebookblog.com, and Nicole at Linus's Blanket, which is linusesblanket.com. Please subscribe to the Readerly Podcast at iTunes or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Until next time, keep reading.